mean, look, yesterday, before we even get down to training, we spent a good 10 minutes rolling about the floor with my finger deep inside you. Mate, honestly, (laughs) (laughs) actual tears. Welcome to Gains and Pains with Scott McLaughlin and Colin McGibbon in association with Just Train and a ton of coffee, where we get together each week to talk health, fitness and some absolute nonsense. Hello. We're back for episode 15. Just. Just. <laughs> just, just to know more. Just, just to clarify, <laughs> I have spent the past, what, fucking 10 minutes with me swearing fairly loudly at the Mac and GarageBand for being an absolute... Anus. It does make a nice change for you spending 10 minutes swearing like that instead of me. Well, you know, speak properly into the microphone. No, I just meant because I beat you at lifting yesterday again. Because, oh, here you know, we go. Here we go. How did you beat me? Explain to me how you beat me yesterday. By executing a proper rep apart, as opposed to a press out with a Michael Jackson moonwalk. That was the second one. My first one was fine. What first one? I pressed it slightly. The, see the one that you didn't record conveniently? See, the first time we did 102. I'm sorry, I had no recollection of that. I imagine that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very good. Um, yeah. So look at that. Look at that. Look at those levels. Oh, That's because you're talking into the microphone properly. Oh. And that being the whisperer. I, I talk. It's up to you. You're the sound tech that keeps fucking up every week. No. 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 Aye. No. Who fixed your inane fucking whisperings on Sunday? So we could actually publish a podcast. It's just for last my sexy week. soft tones. I can't help sexy it. Sexy soft tones, mass. Who's got the sexy voice in this podcast, well, my friend? That's me. All, and that's right, Kathleen. That's only Kathleen. You know the tiger. Anyway, what? <laughs> We're oh. off to a solid start here. This is good. Aye. Um, although I set a reminder on my phone for the day. Remind. Ah, oh, fuck. Here we go. No. Right. Just a bit of backstory. He's been teasing me with this nugget of whatever shite he's about to spout for about four days now so <laughs> it's not I'm shite bracing myself for oh, I don't know I don't even know I don't even know anymore oh, I've given up well, I quit this is shite you know how it's funny that the perception that people have you can walk in a gym and you see the kind of big the big buff guy and you think he's a PT and you think oh because he's got big muscles he must be a good PT and stuff like that or um, the wee skinny guy doesn't know anything talking about selfie or no nobody thinks you're the big buff guy no Kathleen Buffy. Was that a big Buffy? Big Buffy, aye. Well, it's a, you know the kind of gym banner that goes on as well, and you don't realise what people pick up and overhear and the perception it gives off? Yes. Well, mind that day in here with Laurie's mum, with Isabel, and me and you done the deadlifts and I spewed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a good day. Well, I don't even remember the conversation we had, right? I was dying. I never remember many conversations in here. That's why we're recording them for posterity. Aye. <laughs> For when seeing how dementia kicks in the next couple of years, we can play it back. Um, well, excuse me, stripping off. Isabel went up the road that night and she's like that to Laurie. Oh, he's in the gym with Scott today and he's, he was in training with his pal Colin. I'm like, all right, cool. She went, aye, what a shame. She's like, what do you mean, mum? Here we go. Aye, what an absolute shame. She's like, what do you mean, like Colin? What a good looking guy, but what a shame. She's like, mum, what do you mean, what a shame? I can't believe he's gay. <laughs> And I'm like, and, what? And Laurie's looking like, what? Mum, he's got a wife and a kid. He's no gay. I don't, I don't imagine that stopped a lot of people, certainly. But no, <laughs> cover stories. I know quite a few but people on that, but... She's like, no, he, he said something in the gym that 
I don't know what it was, but it just he said something, and I thought to me, oh, oh, he's gay. What a shame. <laughs> what why is all the good-looking guys are gay? <laughs> so again, compliment. That's quite the backhander, isn't it? Aye. Wow. All right. Okay. And I want to know what I said now. I know. She's in tomorrow. I'll, I'll ask her again. Aye. Find out what it was. Because I've been meaning to chin you for a few weeks now. In and fairness, there's a lot of gay chat goes on in here. Aye. There's nothing wrong with that. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely nothing. I mean, fine with the. I mean, what yesterday before we even get down to training, we spent a good ten minutes rolling about the floor with my finger deep inside you. Mate, honestly, actual tears. I had actual tears. Again, backstory for people who listen to this and don't actually know what the fuck we're talking about. Um, <laughs> I, I made the foolish mistake, right, of saying to Scott yesterday in the gym that my back had been quite sore, essentially for about a year and a half, um, just because I'm old. But it, uh, foolishly, very having old. said this, did you say very old then? Yeah. Fuck you. Um, Scott then decides to help, air quotes, my sore back by digging his fingers into all the painful bits of my arse and Bum. groin. Bumholio. So, ah, <laughs> oh. Who's chat? What? You chat? No. I think it was just something creaking in me. All right. Uh, I, the single most ex- painful experience of my life. Like, literally, <laughs> lay down, you put your finger in my arse, and sweat <laughs> ran out of me. <laughs> that wasn't sweat, baby. <laughs> It was fear. That's what it was. Mm. Honestly, it was brutal. It was agony. That being said, not quite as sore this morning. I mean, I mean, I like to keep it in the family. I mean, I kept it. I, I done the <laughs> Wait same. A what? I done the same to your wife the other night there, and well, all. that's <laughs> true. Actually, I yeah. She seemed to enjoy it more than I did. Don't know what that Although, says. I mean, let's be honest. It's the first time I've ever touched a woman and their glasses steamed up. So, <laughs> you know. Um, no, normally I put my hands in my wife and she goes like that. <laughs> and again just as well she doesn't listen to this yeah. podcast uh, speaking of listening to the podcast I listened to the podcast for the first time ever the other day it's no good is it it's shite we should stop <laughs> no um because we had issues again with your oh we do have issues whisperings uh, so I thought I, I did my best with it last week after we recorded it and uh I had a listen to it in the car on the way to my gig on Saturday just to kind of check the levels and stuff to see what it was like, and it was well, it was, it was barely audible at points. There was, was quite a discrepancy between our talking and then the blaringly loud theme tune, right? Aye. But anyway, it's all fixed. People out there in Podland won't notice this because I fucking fixed it the other day, right? So it's perfect. What I did notice though is, a we both sound like assholes. This is not how we sound in real life, is it? Well, I think you sound the same. Like an asshole. Aye. Right. Y- cool. Your voice is the same. And- right. That's the thing. Right. I discovered I talk really quickly. Oh, we both do. And it's, it's a West of Scotland thing, I think. Aye. But like listening to it back to it, you're just like, people aren't going to understand what we're saying if Pe- they're not from here. People don't understand <laughs> us when they are from here. Well, that's true, actually. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I, t- I found I talk really quickly. Aye, so imagine I'm we had McGee on. <sighs> Nobody understands McGee. <laughs> it's mental. Uh, and also that I, I struggle to say DR as a vowel sound even though I am a drummer it just comes out as like yeah drummer <laughs> dumber <laughs> just, I, I'm just like I need to enunciate more so I am drummer chimp aye I know one neck likes that didn't you um, yeah so we need to talk slower and enunciate enunciate me yes yes mm. 
A book is in for elocution lessons, <laughs> good chap. It's like an electrocution lessons. Aye. Uh, yeah, so that was my takeaway from listening to it the other day, is we talk utter pish really quickly. Aye, what? In fairness, though, that's value for money, isn't it? Yeah, Because like, in a normal hour-long podcast, you're getting half as many stuff as we get off us. It's almost like buy one, get one free. Exactly. See, 50% extra free, you know? Aye. Bog off and all that. Aye. There we go. Deal of the week. Yeah. Uh, what were we going to talk about? I mean, I find it weird that my dog likes listening to us because every time he goes into the living room, he, <laughs> he hits the space bar on the keyboard and it starts playing the files that I've got in loaded, uh, uploaded into iTunes and I'm going. Did that not totally land you in a shit with Kirsty though? Yeah. Aye. So again, backstory this one. Pretty much, as you know, if you listen every week, that I'll usually have some kind of taking the piss dig at my wife. Uh, she loves it. Which is harsh. But usually fair. Oh, there was something else. She done recently. I'll need to, I'll need to remember. Um, she does stuff pretty much on a daily basis, so it's hard to remember it all. But <laughs> you've got a fine line between like just there happy life and getting stabbed when you get home. There was something you? I was about to mention on the night there, but no, I better not because I would get stabbed. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll tell you off here. Uh, and uh, so it was one of the episodes where I mean an hour long episode, and it was just like a thirty second bit where I was taking the piss out. And the bloody dog walks in the living room and he hits, he jumps on the keyboard. And that thing, you know, the computer starts blaring our episode out full volume. And it's the bit where I'm taking the piss out of him. It's because even your dog hates you. At which point I sprint from the kitchen into the living room, dive on the laptop, on the keyboard to try and switch it off. And she's like, don't touch it. <laughs> Let that play out. Total guilt all over your face. Aye. And then I had to sit there for the next hour and listen to the whole bloody thing. Oh, really? Aye. Ugh. What were we talking about? I don't, can't remember. Something pish. Something Aye. rubbish. I was slacking her off anyway, but... You were? Aye, you were just nodding behind the mic. Nope. Yes. Nope. Aye. <laughs> can't prove but a goddamn so, thing. Aye, even a dog likes listening. Oh, well, there we go. Glad somebody does. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll endeavour to talk slower. Sometimes. I think uh, what one was that? What one was it? I was listening to fourteen. What we did last time? I don't know. I don't even think it was ranting particularly about anything. Evidently, I just talk so fast. Maybe that's why none of my students actually do any practice. They don't know what I'm telling them. <laughs> I'm just like I don't know what that guy's saying to me. <laughs> oh, maybe they do practice and they're just shit. No, there is that. Had to have that awkward conversation with someone yesterday. Oh. Yeah, it was a tough one. You just like listen, we man. Sorry, breaking news to you here, pal, but. You've just not got it, and you're getting quite close to a year when you need to do an exam. So Aye. maybe it's time to rethink your mm-hmm. your future instrumental prospects. That's a tough percussion. I'd a, a, a male. Um, you had a male P- what? What? I had a male PT client years Aye. ago, and like, he would train. He's the only person I know that would train three times a week, and gain weight, and get bigger. This <laughs> dirty bulking and bigger, all the time. Aye. He was getting stronger and you couldn't even say it was muscle mass, right? Because he was putting on a frightening amount of weight and I was like, Look, what are you doing with that? Well, uh, you know, when I leave here, uh, I, I just go up the road and get my, uh, a light snack for my dinner. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> and the thing is, in this job, I'm doing it for about 18, 19 years now and you you can smell the bullshit before just the moment you open their mouth, even right. before you hear a word. You know, you can smell it. Absolutely. And it's... It was, 
just saying that he's basically having like a salad with some chicken and stuff and you're like mate are you aye aye chicken kebab and you're just some salad and say <laughs> and I that followed him bag out. of sweaty salad you aye. get with stuff like that aye and I followed him no I've not followed him but I left the gym one day to go <laughs> I can believe that you followed him <laughs> staring in through his living room window <laughs> hey put that bar bar there put the cookie down and he and I was, I was about to turn in to get a coffee and here he goes he drives straight into Burger King so I text him what'd you have for dinner the night mate uh, oh I had uh, some uh, grilled fish with some um, uh, no you never you're full of shit I seen you get into Burger King and then he came in one morning and he admitted that I, uh, he gets a Burger King what a big massive kind of like one of the big whopper meals or whatever tanks that goes up the road and then has his dinner what? and I'm like what do you have for your dinner oh some, my, my wife likes a fish supper and I went alright that what, can I, just like a Friday night no she likes a fish supper most nights and what? I'm like wow and I'm going mate I can't control what you stick in your mouth I think we spoke Steady about that before night. and it's it's just frightening you thought, come on mate do yourself a favour here I went do you know what there's no point in you coming to the gym because if you're eating like that you're going to give yourself a heart attack yeah. and I'm not I'm not having that in my gym aye that's it okay, so if you can't take responsibility for your own actions then aye. you can't you're not really going to get much results out of somebody else trying to help you aye. do you know what I mean because folk were saying to me they're going oh Scott I mean you've put on a fair bit of weight and I went aye well between the back injury kind of cutting back out my old man during straight shut up you um, a little bit of weight Mm-hmm. Bit, aye. So I put on a, some holiday weight, mate. Put on a bit of bulk, aye. And folk are like, "Oh, is that is that the wife overfeeding you and the good life and all that settling down? You're married now." And I went, "No, it's me choosing to eat more than I should have been." We did go through a phase of eating the old post-training donuts every good. session. That's good. That was good. <laughs> Somebody was telling me, talking to me about that the other day. Can't remember who it was. They were just like, aye, you boys like the donuts, didn't you? <laughs> All your donut chat in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Completely contradicting your own diet advice. Oh, well, yeah, you know. Do as we say, not as we do. <laughs> right. We don't do that anymore. No. We're very healthy now. We're, we're athletes. Yeah. But, what was I saying there? Stop listening. Aye, so I said, I'm like, no, it's got nothing to do with Kirsty feeding me or me because I'm married now or whatever. It was my choice. It was my, and I think so many folk lack that own accountability. Mm-hmm. Just, Oh no, put your hand up and say, I fucked up or I it's always for oh my mum bought me uh, my mum bought me chocolates. Yeah, did she pin you down and fucking shove them in your mouth? Mm-hmm. No. Then you chose to eat them. Yep. And nobody wants to admit that no, nobody wants to admit their own failings. Yeah. Well, like, even the people that have a bad competition, they'll blame the sunlight, they'll blame the equipment they used, the the, the bad pillow or they've got a sore back or they were tired or they're travelling or whatever. But do you know what? No. How about you blame yourself for getting pissed every weekend when you should have been training yep. or your shit diet or the fact that you skipped five sessions out of six? Just take a bit of accountability and own self-ownership. That's it. That's just, I've talked about it before. Just You're a grown-up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Act like a grown-up. Was, if you're just shoveling shite in your face all the time, that that's what's going to happen. I, if you yeah. don't want, if you don't feel good about doing that, stop doing it. Like I'm, I first to admit, like up until I went on holiday there, I was just... I, I wasn't eating badly all the time. It's not like I was shoveling pizza and fish and chips Aye. in my face all the time, but I wasn't watching what I was eating. If I wanted some donuts after training, we had some donuts. Aye. If there was like chocolate in the house of an evening, I'd maybe have a bit, but I'm not like <laughs> overindulging Aye. it. I wasn't going mental You're with not it. Going but full Homer Simpson with I didn't donuts. notice. 
a difference in terms of like we weren't. I wasn't doing any kind of conditioning work at all, and right. I just wasn't was watching what I was eating. Sorry, I'm speaking very fast again. Um, but since I got back, I've been much more on the ball about what I've been eating in terms of just like trying to cut out lots of shit and huh? sugary stuff and all the rest of it. Again, not that I ate a lot beforehand, but just cutting as much of that out as I can just being a bit cleaner doing much more conditioning stuff and I was talking to somebody about this the other day I've noticed a massive difference I mean aye. that's been like what I don't know just over a month maybe since we aye, got back pretty much aye. Uh, since we started all this and like just even things like if I'm out walking with, with Lucy and uh, she's like giving it the old right daddy race you to the end of the path or whatever whereas <laughs> before like I'd be having like a <laughs> panic attack at the end of it it's like <laughs> daddy needs a minute love uh, now it's great now I can aye. kick her ass and laugh in her face when I beat her it's great Win win. Aye. She needs to learn. She gets sports day to day. Do you know what I mean? I need to instill that competitive spirit in her. I mean, I mean, if if you're really that concerned with beating your daughter, like we spoke about last week, overweight children. Why don't you make her overweight? You'll smoke her ass every week. <laughs> Easy pickings. Seems seems an extreme lesson to learn. Yeah, well. <laughs> I was having that conversation with her yesterday. Uh, it was last night tea time maybe. Because um, because it's health week in school just now. Mm-hmm. So like they do fucking health week bingo where it's like. Uh, Bring a healthy snack to school for your play piece. Um, help make a, a, a help make dinner at night. Aye. Spend uh, spend a, your walk to school. Like spend your journey to school. Oh, that's very unprofessional. Is that you and me? Thank you. Was you? So I've that out. Um, it's like your journey to school. Try and walk or cycle or whatever else, and just all these like sort of fifteen things. Um, where you can tick them off and you get house points and all this. <laughs> she was going through it and she looked at it. It's like. Do that every day, do that every day, do that every day, do that every day, do that every day. So there's very few things there. There was one that was like, try a fruit or vegetable that you've never had before. And she was just, she was genuinely stumped at what to try. Superman. What? Superman. Christopher Reeves, a vegetable. Motherfucker. (laughs) (sighs) This is what I need to put up with in here, people, right? (laughs) Some bad, bad shit. Try and have a sensible conversation. <laughs> you just but, do that. But I mean, it's that's awesome that we do all that. And look, my kids said something similar. And again, they're like, that. walk to school. They walk to school every day. Aye. And they're looking through it. And again, pretty much it was it was similar to what you're saying, but there was different ones. And I'm going. And I remember looking and going, all right, okay, that's cool. But we did that every day, Dad, and it's. What I find is terrifying is that that's what they're trying to promote for a health week. No, no, yes, that should be your should fucking be, life. It should be your every day. Aye. Aye. Just every week. But again, uh, the, the, she was probably very much in the minority of, of that sort of stuff. Uh, same as it's yourself. Terrifying. Do you know I mean? The majority of kids out there probably don't walk to school every day and probably don't have a healthy snack every day. Um, I don't want to go tre- retread old ground with the, the, the no, quote-unquote fat kids right. episode <laughs> like, but... Um, but it's true. I mean, Gil Gary was saying it in here yesterday. Do you know what I mean? The amount of kids that um, his boys go to school with yeah. who have like Nutella sandwiches for the huh? lunch and all the rest of it. That's just fucking outrageous. Huh? But again, it's just, it, I think a lot of that's just down to miseducation on the parents' side. Oh, it, no. somebody, again, somebody else commented, somebody messaged me last night talking about the same sort of thing when that episode came out yesterday. Um, saying it is, just the parents of a lot of these kids don't give a flying fuck what yeah. they eat. So that just transfers onto what their kids eat. It's Aye. just like, well, I don't look, give a shit about what and I'm putting in my body, so the kids don't imagine they can fucking eat whatever we're having, do you know? Um, and again, we were talking about this in the gym yesterday. It is easier to go and, if, you, if you're 
not particularly well off or whatever if you're in a sort of not an affluent area um you don't have a lot of money spending like high-end food and whatever else right who, who the fuck does let's be right. honest it is much more difficult to go out and buy good clean food on a budget but you can do it you can do it's that. about wanting to do it and Make again taking that accountability and effort to go do you know what i don't want to eat these two for one pizzas all the time just because they're cheaper i can go and buy i don't know even if it, obviously you're not going to go out and buy like fucking organic free range chicken Aye. buy morrison's or asda's own brand sad chicken right Aye. it's still chicken Aye. again it's more expensive it's- than fucking two it for might one not pizza. be great but it's good but it's better but yeah it's about making the better choice Aye. as opposed to the best choice Aye. all the time almost oh, do you know what I mean quite profound for it you. was wasn't it I kind of oh. surprised myself there as it was coming out I feel kind of uh-huh. tingly it's like oh <laughs> easy now now that I've said it it does make sense though, doesn't Aye. it because you can't always make the absolute Aye. best choice you need to just make Aye. a better decision than you might normally Aye. do and if you do that all the time about a variety of things then everything's going to improve ultimately amen brother Drop the fuck this. Your phone, you fucking dick. Okay, that was my phone. Who's it? Better be important. Business. Is it, I? It's actually. <laughs> it was a client confirming their session. This is not professional at all. We'll try to do a podcast here, Scott. Show about decorum. Turn your phone off. I'll put it on in silent. Sorry, boss. Fuck's sake. And stop looking at naked yoga chicks. That's 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 <laughs> Logan. Right. Saying that, I think the last one might have been my phone actually. We'll be right. We'll be no, right after this break. Colin, you're up. What? We do. What's that? Phone on mute. So you need to do the wee tune while I'm. We're on a break. Right. And we're right, back. Okay. Yeah. Same more coffee. Ah, there's coffee there, right? Um, <coughs> but yeah. I. Um, you're saying about listening stuff, doing all that stuff. Even Abby had been saying the other day there. Despite after doing hee haw on Friday, <laughs> <laughs> apart from taking a mic, she I mean, really nice on Friday. She destroyed me on Friday. But the two of them were properly ganging up me on Friday. Aye. Oh, sorry, I'm pouring water on you. Two weeks in a row. I didn't spill the coffee that time. That was just a drip coming out the the cafeteria. Yeah. But um. I do you know on the way up to that gig, <laughs> I did listen to the bit when I punched you. I forgot how funny it was. <laughs> I've not listened to that bit. Yet. <laughs> it was genuinely hilarious. I was laughing at my own just fucking stupidity. It was brilliant. Aye aye. Driving up the A ninety, howling as I was going. Oh yeah, dick. Sorry, I'm spilling it on myself. No, but stay in his crotch. Connor's pissed himself. Oh, no. That's what happens at your age. I know. Well, you know, <laughs> age doesn't come alone, my friend. Jennifer yeah. uh, That'll be our next sponsorship deal. <laughs> <laughs> I keep meaning to send away for the like, see when you go to the, like if you go for a hang, we've maybe talked about this in the podcast before. You go for a piss in like public toilets and stuff, you see like adverts for like your free tenor chap sample. I keep meaning to like send away with your address on it. You know. Get it delivered to your house. <laughs> oh, one of my pals done that years ago at school. Um he done it as a joke. And it, it's quite harsh in terms of what happened, right? <laughs> He ended up going on some website and he ordered um a big subscription of uh, gay magazines and got them delivered and named to his pal's house. Right. <laughs> it just so happened that the boy's father was ex-military and a major homophobe. Ouch. We man showed up for school the next day, black and blue. His dad gave him a... What? Was, that well, seems harsh. It was at that point we all agreed, right? Aye. Jokes are jokes, but 
Aye. It's not going too far. Line. Aye. Yeah, the classic one, it's the old Muso one version of that, right? And it used to play in a funk band. We're doing a gig down in Dumbarton somewhere in some pub. So we sent Cheryl, who was the singer of the band, and like when she was in town, it's like, right, go get some sort of gay mag, right? It's like gay times or whatever. <laughs> Take some sheets out of it. We'll stick it in Al, the trumpet player's music pad, right? <laughs> Without him seeing it. So we opened the pad up. Comedy gay pictures, like oiled up firemen or something, right? Aye. So she, instead of just going to like WH Smith and buying like the gay times or whatever, she like ransacks the seediest places in Glasgow to find the most hardcore, horrendous, just gay filth you've ever seen in your <laughs> life, right? Um, <laughs> which was just foul. Uh, unless you're into that thing, fear fucks to you, right? Um, <laughs> so we get to the gig with like stashing this like these horrendous pictures in it. I was jumping back. Mid gig, mid gig, turn the page and there's just this like <laughs> naked, you know, like I oiled up fireman with his knob in his hand. <laughs> so he like properly kicks off like Cockney out like, oh you fucking cunts, I'll fucking kill you Co- bastards. Cockney. Ah, Cockney, right? Cock- Cock hey. knee, right? Yeah. This guy's cock was down his knee, by the way. <laughs> wow. um, so I was fucking raging, <laughs> it was apoplectic. Uh, that was it. So we were obviously howling on the gig, right? And that was that. But uh, just stuck all his stuff away at the end of the gig and we packed up. But apparently he went in, he was teaching in the Saturday morning music centre the next day, right? This was a Friday night. So he went in, it's kind of end of term, must have been kind of May sort of time, right? So he goes into teaching and there's a sixth year guy who's like leaving school, all done his exams and all the rest of it, jump at players. So I was like, all right, tell you what, mate, doing a gig with a funk band, why don't we have a look at some of the music that we do on a kind of pro gig kind of thing, you know, <laughs> opens this out. It's <laughs> funny, he's fucking wild, gay, hardcore porn images in this oh, book. He's just like, what the fuck? Oh, oh no. <laughs> Could you see himself getting sacked and possibly jailed? Oh, brilliant. <laughs> he was raging. Aye, so the, the takeaway from that is if you're going to look for some novel comedy gay porn don't send Cheryl to get it aye there's wild there's jokes and there's jokes isn't there I mean I worked when I worked for Hewlett Packard years ago there was big team night out and there was a wee guy in the team Gary Clark he was mental now Gary was a cracking guy up until about seven beers <laughs> and we then all was, know folk like that and then he was paralytic <laughs> Beer number eight, he was falling over. Beer nine, he was unconscious. Beer ten, he went missing. <laughs> and at that time, that time in the company, we were all playing like practical jokes on each other. And uh, the week before, one of the guys, Neil, had got pulled up for a disciplinary for company work. Basically, dressed like a tramp. Right. Right. He'd been basically pulled up at HR saying, "Look, you're coming in. You're scruffy. You're you're facing. You've got business meetings with customers and stuff and all that. You're just you can't even come in dressed like. I mean, it's like, like soup stains down his shirt and all that at nine o'clock <laughs> in the morning. Not, it was awful. Good. So he shows up for his uh, disciplinary meeting with his cream suit on, right? <laughs> <laughs> A little like Don Johnson from Miami Vice or something. Right? Sleeves rolled up and all. Hey, ladies. And Neil was one of these guys that. He almost had like, oh, like kind of like a kind of compulsive order for the sort of for like drinking coke all the time. So it'd be like, <laughs> lid on, two seconds that, <laughs> lid off, <laughs> drink it again constantly. Right? <laughs> See, even you doing that twice uh, is stressing me out. <laughs> so it's constantly. Fee's going to fucking hate that in the mic. Fee. <laughs> That's why I'm editing that out. That's horrendous. Uh, and he was, 
He would go through maybe like eight or nine five hundred mil bottles of coke a day. Fuck. Aye. I mean his teeth were rotten. Like not that. <laughs> and um, one of the boys, oh, when's his HR meeting? He's like, oh, it's two o'clock after his lunch. So Neil came back for his lunch. Sat and put a fresh bottle of coke down. Went to the toilet. And I was like, right, Aunt Neil, your HR meeting's in like meeting room five. And he's like, right, okay. So he went to the toilet and we Gary got up, sneaked over to his table, took the lid off the bottle of coke, chucked in three Mentos, put the lid back on it. Oh, what? Right. Neil comes back out, cream suit, <laughs> takes the lid off, <laughs> and it fucking exploded everywhere. You'd have thought it was like a nuclear bomb. <laughs> and all the, all the brown coke just went flying all over, and he was stained from head to amazing. toe. And he had to go for his HR meeting about his dress appearance. <laughs> so... Fast forward to the next week, we've got the night out, and uh, we Gary's girlfriend, she wasn't, she wasn't the easiest to go on when Gary went the night out, and understandably so, because he would usually go AWOL, and get dropped off by like an ambulance or a police car for lying unconscious in the street. So Neil decided to go to the toilets at lunchtime, buy a condom, fill it with some milk, right, just a wee bit of milk, and then hide it inside his pocket inside Gary's jacket pocket oh no so Gary and all the girls go out for a night out I leave early no right no no I was leaving now because I was teaching the next morning and uh, so that's a Friday night we Gary end up getting bloated and everybody says that Gary went missing at one point Gary ends up coming into work in the morning on the Monday like two days later basically looking like he's homeless I'm like what's up with you man girlfriend kicked me out like what I, I've basically been living in the street for the last two oh, days more like what oh what happened aye I was that drunk and I got home at like six in the morning but I've got no recollection of anything and she's like where have you been I don't know what, who are you talking to I don't know I was that drunk I've just got no recollection what and she went through my jacket and found this and what appeared to be a used condom uh, and went mental and she'd kicked him out she had tra- like cut up all his clothes trashed his computer holy fuck took a baseball bat to his car and I was she went mental and uh you ended up having to phone up and go uh really really sorry but that was a practical joke that was me do you know what she still didn't believe him like no you're just one of these what mates you're covering for him oh really you said a baby hookers weren't you and he's like no no it was a practical joke because the week before he got me it was brutal that's wild man yeah does that, I, I, I'm glad I don't work anywhere like that there's practical jokes and there's practical jokes yeah I'd, I'd hate to work in an environment like that like it's I can imagine like car showrooms must be pretty much like I, that just people I mean, fucking screwing each other over left right and centre total alpha male attitude all I, the time I, I mean I worked one of the guys at HP his man, he hated his manager uh, hated this woman that was his boss and she always, he always noticed that she would sit in the afternoon with the pencil in her mouth just kind of like kind of chewing the end of it Aye. and he's like oh, okay so one day she went out for out oh, yeah, for lunch and he came back and she's sitting there chewing her pencil and the next thing he just buckles with laughter it turns out on her lunch break he went over to her desk and took all her pencils and went out the toilet and <laughs> stuck them up his bum hole uh, <laughs> and then sat them back in the desk again and he's like oh. what I mean yeah. He was that's dark. dedication to he a practical joke that dark, putting aye. pencils up your hoop aye <laughs> Why that sounds that's more of an insight into his private life than hers man aye <laughs> it's like, I mean, did you spend your lunch break poking yeah. myself up the bum with a pencil aye <laughs> that's grim I mean you couldn't write that no that's vile <laughs> and wrong 
Right, I'm aware that we've basically went half an hour here without talking about anything remotely meaningful or interesting. <laughs> how, how does this relate to rest days and recovery? Yes. That's what we're really trying to talk about. But we haven't, we haven't actually mentioned that yet. So today's episode, today's episode we're talking about rest days and recovery. Um, uh, well, it kind of ties in though because we, well, we have, the idea was this week we're going to slightly deload because I've got all the fucking gigs to do and we're both a bit broken. But yesterday didn't really turn out like that. Yesterday turned out a good day. We felt good yesterday. It was good yesterday. Much after better than Friday. <laughs> Aye. Aye. We were both a bit broken on Friday. You doubly so because Aye. two of your children were absolutely mercilessly stabbing you in the back at every opportunity. Aye. Plus you were just about shit. Aye, everything was just burst. The highlight of that session was you and the bike. Oh, it was nothing. Amazing. You know what I mean? When you, you just power it and you go right and you can get that brick wall you hit and you just push through a wee bit. <laughs> I think I'd done like two rotations in the bike and the brick wall Your brick wall was came up behind me, tapped me in the shoulder in. and went, I'm here. And I arrived way too early and destroyed me. How long did it take you to do, what, 30 cows, Scott? I think about a minute and three. But normally I'll get it done in about 21. It was just that, that was that amazing. Was, not to self, never do 30 cow sprint in the bike. The day after doing sprint snatch with a 32k snatch. That just wiped me. That was very good. So yeah, um, I, the idea was we were going to slightly deload this week, just because, you know, it's important to do that sometimes uh, when you're a bit broken, but yesterday ended up being quite a heavy session with the old behind the neck jerk. Or push press, Emma. Push press, oh, Emma. Whatever. Isn't that right, Emma? Very good. Nobody cares, right? I mean, it's bad for a crossfitter's fucking pulling you up for technique. <laughs> <laughs> Again, just to reiterate, You've taught this shit for years, know how to do it. Emma does CrossFit, so knows how to do it. Lazy drummer, doesn't know how to do it. Just lifting shit. I don't care. You're Still blank, lifted it. You're a blank canvas. You should be picking it up with no fault, no bad habits. After like one time doing it? I think getting up to a hundred and whatever it was, two kilos without dropping it in my fucking head was quite good I mean, for having done it once. A hundred and two kilo push press is fucking amazing. Thank you. But that's but, poison footwork. <laughs> change the record. You can slag me off when you can get a 30 cal done in under a minute, right? Just not Friday there, right? <laughs> this one time. Um, um, I, no, I was good just to I rest in Look, so many people train, and I've done it with a lot of my guys, and they'll build up to the World Championships there, that historically speaking, all the, all the kind of coaching that I was given from like, the Russians... And the kind of Russian methodology is you pretty much train six days a week. Right. So, a typical training week for kettlebell sport would have been like, all your jerk and snatch sets, your squats. Every week you laugh at snatch. So, it's because he said jerk and uh, snatch. <laughs> I'll not mention hand in person. Um, so you've got your jerk sets, your snatch sets, you've got your GPP, like your kind of general physical stuff. So you've got your squats, your burpees, your box jumps, your chin-ups. And then the Tuesday... You would go for a 10k run as a recovery run. What? And then Wednesday, back to your kettlebell training and strength work again. Thursday, 5 or 10k run. Friday, back to the GPP. Saturday, maybe kind of like kind of some cross training or whatever, right? right? So it's six days a week. And what I noticed was if come Thursday, folk were broken. Imagine that. And it was looking at a methodology going, right, there's methodology, but again, we've spoken about the whole drug thing that mm. if you can't recover, what... You, you're at the point where you're going to invest 110% effort and you're going to get like a 1% return. Aye. Because it's, you're pissing in the wind. Yeah. 
So what I done with a lot of the guys was I gave them three hard training sessions a week. Mm-hmm. And then the rest days, the recovery days, it wasn't a case of sit with a packet of crisps watching a box set on Netflix, box set on Netflix. Yeah. Maybe do like a wee one or two K row, just enough to get a light sweat on, go for a long walk. Aye, just, just loosen everything loosen off, everything off and mo- just move the body. Yeah. Well, act, kind of active recovery. And again, a lot of people, one of, the, one of my pals, Scott, posted on Facebook yesterday that he tried to do a 5K recovery run. Mm-hmm. And he was he actually felt worse than he'd broken. And I'm like, oh, that's too much then. It's not a recovery run. Yeah. Just go for a walk, go for a 5K walk. Mm-hmm. Well, I love it on a Saturday or a Sunday now that if I finish training, up the road, get Kirsty and the dog, and off we go for a walk. Yeah. Just kind of move and then I'll come in and do some stretching. Ah, it just loosens you all off, doesn't yeah. it? It keeps you moving just still, but move the body. not actively like really smashing yourself. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time, if you, depending what type of training you do, it's usually a, essentially, if it's kind of weight training, you're in a fixed plane of movement. Aye. So like jerk, up and down, snatch, kind of pendulum motion, or kind of like, um, a kind of swing, to, swing style movement. Yeah. If you're stuck doing that or any time of weight, weightlifting, you're basically stuck in that kind of singular plane mm-hmm. of motion. So your body's kind of getting used to going there. But if you never, like even a car, if you drive in a straight line all the time, you never actually turn it. Yeah. Things are going to seize up. Mm-hmm. So look, one of the things I like to do for recovery is I'll go and play badminton and kick Brian's ass. <laughs> and it's a good wee runabout, but it's enough that it doesn't gub me from my next training session. Yeah. I get a light sweat on, I'm twisting, I'm turning, I'm running forward, I'm running backwards. I'm kind of um, chassis stepping to the signal, like in all the different movement patterns, yeah. and it just keeps everything moving better. Aye. So that all your kind of soft tissue and everything, all your joints are kind of keeping free. Mm-hmm. And it's, it makes a huge difference to your recovery. Aye. A lot of folk, when you've done a heavy, heavy session, if you go home and sit and do absolutely nothing. Ah, sometimes the worst thing, isn't it? Aye, because if you, you think about when you're training, you're con- all your muscles are contracting. If you don't, take them back to their kind of natural resting state and their natural kind of elongated state that when you sit still that becomes a natural state now everything becomes tighter and tighter and tighter if you look and just do some gentle movement and it's just try to find that little bit of doing a workout that's not going to break you it's just enough that after it you feel do you know what I actually feel better than when I started Yeah. and sometimes you don't need to not every session should break you but not every session should be easy yeah and it's just trying to find that balance of looking at your recovery. Some days, it's known when to look at your recovery and go like that, right, here's my training week, how am I feeling? We've been feeling great the last few weeks, so we're yeah. ramping up, ramping up, ramping up. And you look at it and go, right, feeling good. Then it comes to like kind of Friday there and we're like, oh, this is a, this is a struggle. <laughs> That's our bodies, but we could, we could push through it. Yeah. But it's basically our bodies way of saying, you know what, guys, this is starting to get a bit heavy. Your, your body's... Your body's tired and needs a bit of recovery work yeah. and we done a, we done an easier session on Saturday apart from Brian who ended up getting a double migraine aye he was saying that he messaged me <laughs> all day aye <laughs> it's like how's the migraines been Brian aye brand new man I touch wood not for ages two two on Saturday aye <laughs> but um I was just doing enough that it gets you moving about and yeah I find a lot of time when I come in like I, I do feel like stiff or sore or whatever else just again I probably don't stretch enough at home but um I feel much better after having trained or like during training once you yeah. start moving again the first few sets are always a bit shit but I mean, you, you, look you, you notice the difference between being sore when you start and loosening up as you go or being sore when you start and getting sorer as you go in Aye. that case you're like I don't know maybe dial it back a bit but. so like if you're if you're if you're not if you're new to training if you're not new to training should you be factoring in 
dedicated like deload weeks or rest pe- rest days or whatever every now and again at a set period or is it literally just a case of going ah I don't know I'm a bit tired and just kind of judging uh, it for yourself there's 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 different ways of doing it you've got you've got your kind of periodized training right now you can look at kind of undulating training which is not your kind of peaks and troughs so you build it up then you deload build it back yep. up deload well that's what 531 was like when yeah. I was doing that see that was a kind of four week Aye. cycle so your first three you would build right up to your big sort of one, new one rep max every time Aye. then you'd have a deload in the fourth week you get your restart. kind of straight line linear approach which just it gets harder and harder every session mm. which it doesn't work yeah <laughs> you can get somebody doing it like your five by five if somebody you bring in a yep. new trainee you can do it again because they're untrained so they've got the potential there for a rapid improvement Aye. Do that as a beginner, fine. Um, there's a thing called kind of kind of reactive based training where if you come into the gym, you can train based on how you feel. Right. No, it's almost like an art form in knowing. Do you feel? Being able to recognize it. Recognize how you feel in the sense that you come in feeling a bit stiff and sore, but mm-hmm. knowing that being able to identify is it enough? Just that, that you need a warm up. Yeah. and then you'll be good to go I or see, I would struggle with that because a lot of the time when I come in I'm like oh, I'm not feeling it do you <laughs> and that's, that's why most people most coaches will very very rarely prescribe that type of coaching yeah, or training that for that mentality for that kind of thing aye it's taking I'm at that stage now but it's taking me almost 18 years yeah. of training to actually read my body and go right I'd be better just stretching off today aye. and come back tomorrow so that if I know if I run putting a 40% session tomorrow in which case tomorrow I'll still only give 30 for 40%. Yeah. If I rest today, tomorrow I can give 100%. Mm-hmm. Automatically, over accumulated over two days, I'm up 20%. Yeah. And it's it's looking at the overall benefit and it's trying to read the recovery in terms of, you might wake up feeling fresh, thinking, oh, right, I'm good to go. But there's, and there's times that I'll do that. Mm-hmm. And one thing I'll do is I'll check my heart rate. Right. I know my resting heart rate overnight is normally 40 to 43 beats per minute. My resting heart rate, right? Of course you do. Because you're a freak. Aye. And it's an easy way to monitor. If I know that I'm sitting at that, as soon as it's, as soon as my resting heart rate is sitting at 50 or 60, if it's sitting around about 50, I'm like, eh, okay, I need to kind of look a bit more recovery. Right. If it's hitting up about 60, I'm like, right, I'm getting a cold. I can feel like the sniffles and all that coming on. And I've like, somebody joked about it before, and I was like, no, no, look, that's it. If it's back up at 60-odd tomorrow, 65 tomorrow, that afternoon... <laughs> I was like, oh, get guy, and it's just your body, it's your, it's your central nervous system's getting fatigued, and it's, right. it's kind of, and with the heart rate working, it's just showing you that your body's working harder than normally than it normally has to. Uh, I suppose, and it's an easy way to monitor it. So, a lot of folk in the competitions that when they're really at pro level, if they're really pushing themselves, I'll get them to monitor their heart rate for everything. Right, and it's an easy way. It's the same with a lot of training sets for the kind of endurance work when they're doing their interval works, like operate at this level if you're going above it now I know it's too fast aye you check your heart rate we'll be faster you can do coffee this is fascinating listening for people out there aye it's just me silently holding my wrist touching yourself I don't know it feels quite slow I don't aye. know I've never I've, I couldn't tell you no. I've never really had it's it. an interesting way of doing it Um need to get myself a wee even one of the girls are trained she's come wee, in what's and its name what are those watches called aye, fancy Fitbits and all that aye. hint hint Father's Day coming up do you know what I mean anyone out there listening wants to get me a Fitbit 
Har du det med? Nej. Jag måste gå in i mån. Hej då. You're not my daddy. Snuggen Moses. Oh, burn. Bye. Så, men even for training, så gör du av riktigt start coaching. A little bit overweight, but needs to needs to do some training. She's wanting to get fit and healthy. She admitted it herself, and first session spewed from hardly doing anything right. right. And it wasn't. I mean, we'd done nothing, but it just showed it kind of it was a wake up call for her. Where did she spew? On my feet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did. And, my hero. But you know what? She turned around, and a lot ninety nine percent of folk in the first session of doing that would have went, "Oh God, I'm never coming back." Absolutely, yeah. That's and it. That, oh, can't show face in there again. Aye, one million percent respect for her for turning around, and going. Absolutely. I'm going to come back and do this. This is giving me the wake up call. I'm like, brilliant. Fuck Love yeah. it. Brilliant. Great attitude. So, came back, and I'm like, right, take my heart rate on. I put the watch on it, and it was a case of right, check the pulse. You're not operating, but as soon as you go above this level, we stop. So, yeah, you can have a training plan that you're going to go for three minutes of this, five minutes of that, ten reps, five sets, or whatever. No, we worked on the heart rate, and we basically just worked on that level alone. Right. And there's a thing, I think Polar released it now, where there's a big monitor, a big kind of app they can put up on a big TV screen, and you can have 20 folk in your class, and you've got 20 folk listed up on the screen, so each person's right. got their own wee box with a heart rate on it. Like, Colin... Heart rate's at 75 calling, you might be doing sprint work, why is your heart rate no one thing? <laughs> so, Damn it. And it, it's great for being able to monitor that, so it allows the coach to track the data. Yeah. Because it can, it can give you the intensity, but there's too many coaches out there, I think, that are they're blindly following it. Now, right. You could be sitting here and take your heart rate, say it was 60, give you a double espresso, so your heart rate goes up to 70. Mm. But you're still not, nothing's changed other than the liquid you've put in you. Yep. And it's, so it can be skewed like that. It could be that somebody's tired. So still basing it off the numbers isn't one hundred percent accurate. And there's actually there's actually one coach where he stands with his back to every single client. He Why? doesn't look at them. He just stands. Or just looking at the monitors. Aye. So say like number five, slow down a little bit. Number seven, speed up a little bit. Number eight, just keep the pace there. I mean, like turn around yeah, and st- actually look at the statistics and stuff are all very well, but don't Aye. be an asshole. Mm-hmm. If you're paying somebody money, they're just going to stand with their back to you for an hour, then Aye. you're paying money to the wrong person. I, I mean, I'm a big believer in like, I love the data, but at the same time, I'm more interested about coaching individual because we are not, we're not, we're not machines that are programmed to operate identically every single time. Every single rep we do is different. Depending on our diet, our sleep, our life, hormone levels, atmospheric pressure, the amount of vitamin vitamin C we've had anything vitamin D from the sunlight you name it there's so many factors out there that kind of folk can go I don't know why I feel great today or I don't know why I feel so weak and tired right so if you coach by the data and all the numbers all the time you're not taking in that kind of that human element and I think that's lacking in coaching and it's where certain folk like, oh, they follow a routine and I've said to folk before a competition don't bother training today just rest it will do more for you and they're like are you sure but I'm in my plan I went no 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 if your heart rate is sitting at this, then, and if you feel tired and a bit stressed out and you're pushed for time, don't do it because you're, you're going to get less from it. And they're like that, all right, huh, okay. And it, I mean, it seemed to work because we get 20 personal bests at the world there, so. Aye, nice one. Never's not right there, with you? Aye, just my headphones. All right. Um, but aye, I mean, 
rest and recovery, people think a day off, you, I think we need to change the, the kind of industry needs to change the, the, the terminology from rest to recovery. Recovery stroke preparation. Yeah, because people hear rest day and go, awesome, as you said earlier, feet up, telly on, feet up, telly off we and pop. don't move for the next 24 hours. Aye. For me, a rest day, but I call it a recovery day, it's about preparing the body so it's ready to hit the next session hard. Yeah. It's about doing everything that's going to get you ready. Look, if you know you're going for a heavy back squat session tomorrow and you know your, like your knees and your hips are tight, that day before, you should be stretching off, loosening everything off, so when you go into the gym, you're ready to go. Yeah. And it's, if we start taking it from the, um, from a recovery point of view rather than a rest point of view, I think it would make a massive difference to a lot of folks training. Yeah. And it's, like, there's a cracking thing, from a business point of view, that if you're in a job you hate, you've essentially got 35 hours a week, just Monday to Friday from 5pm till midnight, that you could be investing in improving yourself, learning, or setting up your own business. Aye, we're talking about this. We spoke again. about it before, aye. Yeah. And um, same can be said for training. If you've got, I mean, obviously, people go, oh, but I need to do washing, I need to put a dishwasher on. Well, you you could go up 10 minutes early, put the washing on in the morning, stick the dishwasher on in the morning, there you go. Yeah. Um, Again, that that depends how seriously you're wanting to take your training. Aye, if it's just something you're doing for general fitness reasons or just to maintain a level then you're not going to put as much effort into it yeah. as someone who takes it more seriously mm-hmm. if you're if you're genuinely serious about like improving your mobility or your strength or your physique or whatever Aye. you're going to it's like anything if you want to commit to something you'll put more time in it and you'll see the results more Aye. whereas Joe Public goes to the gym trots on a treadmill maybe do a wee bit of weights here and there Box ticked, been to the gym today, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's a sliding scale from there. So the, the, the more seriously you take it, the more time you're going to put in. Um, again, like, I don't consider myself any kind of fitness expert, but I, I put a graft in when I'm in the gym with you. Sometimes. Sometimes. A lot of times we lie in the mat and cry. <laughs> well, yeah, only when you get your thumb in my ass. But when, when we're training would train reasonably hard it's fairly ah. intense at points um, but at the same time I'm not putting in tons of time out with the gym foam rolling and stretching and, and all the rest of it I try and keep more, I get a fairly active lifestyle anyway ah. and with that I'm always walking about a lot I'm on my feet I'm playing drums all the time so it's not like I'm very sedentary and I no. just sit in my ass all the time if I'm not in the gym um, so again Beyond that, then you've got like actual athletes and stuff who are yeah. obviously getting paid to do it. So yeah, they're going to put I'm in much more time. Aye. So it's about making it work for what you can do at your level. But if you want to, I actually just farted while I, I was talking. I kept it quiet. And you didn't. You keep didn't it quiet. have to. I kept it quiet so that wouldn't pick up in the mic and you had to mention it again. It's <laughs> a <laughs> tiny room. There's had, no space for us. Six scrambled eggs an hour before <laughs> oh, you came for in. Fuck's sake! Oh, right, podcast done. We're out of here. Right? <laughs> Aye, so I mean, the, the more time you put in, the more results you're going to see. Yeah. As with anything, but everyone's got their own their own shit going on, mm-hmm. you know. So and it's just a little bit. It doesn't. People think, oh, I need to invest hours. No, no, no. Even if it's just five minutes of an area that you know, like if you know that your hips are stiff, you don't need to spend an hour stretching your back and your shoulders. Aye. Target your hips. Oh, it's just your calves. We'll target your calves for five minutes. Yeah. Just a little bit, five minutes. Like one thing I love to do, I love to stretch before I go to bed at night and I feel great for it. Like, you relax. 
and it just it helps you recover better mm-hmm. and it's um, like there's people talk about I think we spoke about before about the kind of the arousal state and the recovery state and all that and we definitely I, did aye so I mean you've got industry terms which you've got the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system and it's one of the things I was getting my guys to do at the world there was if they've got two lifts in the same day you're excited the adrenaline's pumping you've just finished your first lift you're firing fired up you're ready to go you've done it and then everybody's congratulating you that way you watch the next flights and you're in that you're in that arousal state or the the kind of sympathetic state for the so your nervous system's fired up no that yeah. kind of fight or flight is ready to go yep. and then when it comes to your second lift focus step on the platform and go I just feel wiped aye aye because you can't stay on that kind of pumped up adrenaline fueled state for hours yeah and then they feel totally wiped out so one of the quickest ways to kind of put yourself back into the um, the kind of parasympathetic state I'm going to, it's a really strange naming convention they've got for it and I'll come to that in a minute and it's to go and lie on the floor with your legs up straight against the wall I've seen you doing that going off the bike mm-hmm. and it just lets you go back into the recovery state so it can't it almost kind of like a hairdryer it lets it cool down you know how when the hairdryer cuts out when, it's been, when you've been using it too long right, okay yeah see where you're going with that it's one. Like just actually flick it, putting your legs up against the walls like flicking that switch just to switch it off before it hits burnout so why why putting your feet up against the wall why is that helping it just lets all the blood all the blood flow come back down and just lets it like you know, everything just settle right okay it's less stress on the body so the nervous system is not having to kick as much if you're standing up sitting, even doing that it's okay. like lying down just can you not just lie down flat could do, but if you've got all the all the blood in your legs, isn't it kind of quads and all cramped up? Just get the blood flow back down. Uh, okay, makes sense. I can I help remove it from the kind of periphery, so to speak. Right. Um, but it's weird because you think you've got the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous system. Now, if you think sympathetic, you would think that's the kind of chilled out, relaxed, sympathy feeling, or just kind of yep. relaxed. And para parasympathetic, you think paranoid, kind of heightened. Right. when it actually they're the opposite so your sympathetic one even though you think it sounds like it's a chilled out mm-hmm. is actually wired to the moon one if you're in a fight or flight Aye. and the parasympathetic when you think the paranoid is actually the opposite Yeah, and that's the easiest way to remember I've struggled for years with it and I'm terrible <laughs> and I'm all these things like which is which Aye. stalactite stalagmite oh. uh, and it was just finding that way of like, they, whatever it sounds like it means it's the opposite right okay and it's just finding that state of recovery and it's what we do with assault bikes now as soon as we're off I'll just legs up against the wall try not to cry try not to cry and drown in my own piss yes <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there's nothing quite like coming off that bike and going yeah. I can't stand up I can't sit down I can't everything hurts ah. I just try to find the best position that doesn't hurt there, there isn't one there yeah. genuinely isn't one it's just like everything hurts as soon uh, as you stop it's bad when you're doing it it's worse when you stop because like it's just like your legs are screaming your ass is screaming you can't breathe oh it's horrible but at the same time strangely satisfying yeah I quite like it I don't and I do it's funny though like every time we do it anytime there's like any kind of like 30 cow sprint or the intervals and stuff less so with the intervals certainly the sprint do you want to fucking wrap that honestly you smelly smelly bastard deep breath folks anyone else want to co-host a podcast <laughs> answers on a postcard smelly brick eh uh, yeah, the, the the whole fight or flight thing, right? It's yeah. funny, like, we're doing 30 cow sprints, there's a total, like, weird nervousness. Ah, you, you get sh- that, like, butterflies, like, oh, you're actually competing in a race when it's just ah. two idiots on a fucking bike. Ah. It makes no difference. But you get that kind of weird, 
I don't know. I don't know if it is a competitive thing. Like you just try to beat each other's like times for the thirty cal or whatever. But no, I'm not even. Do you know? It's I'm. I know because it's no competition. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not that competitive. You are competitive. Ah, no, you but really are. I'm really. You're like not. the most competitive person I've ever met, except yeah. Jerry. Jerry's not competitive. Jerry's just wired to the fucking moon. Jerry's just aggressively just mental. <laughs> <laughs> That one's starting to smell, man. I'm not going to lie. I can't smell him. Fuck you. Benefit of hay fever and a blocked up nose. Great. But, um, aye. Um, you are competitive. I'm not competitive, just like winning. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. But, aye. The, that's I don't care. It's not the nervousness of trying to beat you or the beat, even beat more in time. Aye. It's the same way the difference between competing in 24s and 32s 24s I know I push myself hard I know it'll be tough but there's that kind of enjoyment in it right yeah. like what back squats you know it's going to be tough like heavy weight's going to be tough yeah. your quads are going to burn but it's still going to be satisfying with 32s you know that you can get through it and you can do it but it's basically just absolute fucking hell ah, you know it's going to be tortured you know, for as long as you're doing it aye you know every party is going to be screaming to put it down and it's more it's more mentally draining than physical because every yeah. part of your body is saying put that down yeah. now that everything's screaming for his 24 so it's just enough that your body's going oh, this is cool yeah alright we can do this we've got this aye and the assault bikes are similar to 32 is it's you know it's going to suck, but there's that fear of you don't know how bad it's going to suck. Oh, I know how bad it's going to Aye. suck. There's some days you do and you, you come off and you go, right, oh God, that was tough, but do you know what? So actually, like good. Friday, I felt you right afterwards. I felt fine. Aye. He's bad boys, mate. Big buds, He's bad right? boys. Um, but, but there's a world of difference between those two bikes, though. Yeah. Now, now that we've done it as like like straight comparison on mm-hmm. the 30 cal, there's a world of difference. I didn't notice it first when we just started like kind of jumping on now and again but when we swapped I did this trip bike and you did the easy bike the start of last week and aye. then we swapped to the end of the week it is a world of difference it's just aye, it's frightening <laughs> it's nuts um, but great there's just there's nothing quite like it to aye. absolutely destroy you in a very very short space of time mm-hmm. that's, that's brutal well, um, are we done now we're doing for time uh, I'm just about to check hold on because well, honestly 53 minutes done. 57 oh. suck it um, yeah we should probably wrap up because we we've had nothing really important to talk about Aye. today which is quite good <laughs> apologies for wasting up. 57 minutes of your life today you love it I mean Laura Laura listens to us while she's out in her runs at lunchtime she was even laughing walking down the street the other week their folk were laughing at her <laughs> it's because she was out running Aye. it's a bad mistake straight away John was listening to us in the kitchen the other night there so I people do listen Kathleen still listens to us when she's lying in bed at night <laughs> <laughs> yeah right yeah. so there we are then let's go because you know you're so farting a lot in a very the, tight the, space the, I don't the like take it. away from today is invest in your recovery for your next session don't think of it as rest think of it as recovering your body so that it's ready to go again yeah just without getting too happy dippy about it listen to your body yes react to your feelings feel your inner chi Oh, see, this is why I can't do yoga. I cannot deal with all that yeah. fucking nonsense. Like, I think, again, I've probably ranted about it before. If he does, like, just puts yoga stuff on YouTube and all the rest of it, and the woman who does it is apparently very good, but it's just all that, just happy, embrace your inner eye. 
breathe through your fucking central vortex. I don't know. It's just bullshit. Oh, just like, just stretch, right? Do a difficult stretchy thing that's quite difficult and makes you feel better at the end of it. Did you hear about the yoga fitness class for overweight people? Oh, here we go. At the end of every session, they give them some diet advice. Namaste away from the fridge. Genuinely don't want to say that. Oh, can we just finish with one quick joke? Oh, you were going to say oh, you were going to tell that. a joke at the very Aye. start of this before I recorded. Aye. So this is going to be shite, probably. It's quite a good one. Is it? Aye. Is it? Aye. Aye. So, you think you remember me in six seconds? Yes. Think you remember me in six minutes? Probably. Six hours. Sadly. Six days. Uh huh. Six months. Hopefully not. Yeah. Six years? <laughs> yes. Knock, knock. Who's there? I thought you would remember me. We are be cracked at the Kirsty the weekend there, and right. she was dying. That's, that's better than your usual ones, to be honest. Kirsty got Abby to tell that joke about five times. <laughs> and every time Kirsty was crying with laughter, and you're like, this is really sad and pathetic, but um, nah, she, she enjoyed it. That was quite good, though. I did I, enjoy that you. one. It's better than your usual massively offensive Weight Watchers jokes. Aye. Honestly, man, if anyone associated with Weight Watchers and Weight Watchers Witch. or Weight Watchers ever listens to this, you're fucked. Although, publicity wise, it's all good. Hashtag. <laughs> They'd eat me Watchers. alive, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, right, that's an hour. Well, Let's go before we get sued. Right, Chimp Boy, where can we find you? At Drummer. Sorry, at Drummer Chimp. Drummer <laughs> To enunciate. Um, yeah, there. Send me. I don't know messages of support and I don't know whatever I don't <laughs> dick care pics. dick pics <laughs> gone you know because Brian will no Brian doesn't listen to this but alright yeah. Um, yeah get me on Instagram if you want to see pictures of my beautiful beautiful drums and your little sticks and my little sticks because um, that's pretty and much like what's be... on there to be honest Aye. but yeah there yep. and if you want to find me again I'm probably behind your curtains or on Instagram uh, Scott McLaughlin Performance Training there's also the gym at Just Train and we've got our podcast at Gains and Pains. Yes. Please like, like rate, subscribe and share, share all that sort of stuff. Just, Please. just tell people it's about us. Come on. Is the competition out yet? I think it should have been out. Is that yesterday? I'm not sure. I can't remember. I'm losing track of the days. I know. This is, you could Fucking one job, man. Do you know what I mean? Put the promo up on a Sunday night and just keep track of the Instagram. This was your I, idea. But it's back on the dates. It's... it's Whatever, check it out, right? We, so we, um, we need a notepad. We do. We need some sort of massive flow chart in here Aye. to keep track of everything and time travel. It'd be like. But you know, with the chart in here, would come in every week and it'd just be pictures of like dicks and stuff. Yeah, it would it'd just be Brian writing Aye. abusive messages on it. Uh, yeah. So share stuff, like, comment, all the rest of it. Any good suggestions for podcast episodes you'd like us to rant and talk shit about? Let us know because otherwise you'll get another one like this where it's just us talking nonsense. Yeah. And we talk a lot of nonsense at the best of times, but at least if we've got some sort we'll of some guidance, some guidance there, it will be ostensibly built around that. Ooh, big word of the day. Thank you. Uh, yep, that's it. Let's go. Aye. I need to go and get more coffee and get ready to train. And I need a jobby. Kidding. Wow. Oh yeah, she's <laughs> fucking hard. Right. Bye bye. See you next week.